Okay, well, let me uh, get started here. Oh. Well, we'll pick. I'm going to pick up where we left off last. Time. I was trying to, I was trying to show in, oh, uh, uh, in the book of Deuteronomy here. Remember Deuteronomy. Oh, uh, you know. Anyway, just real quick. Oh, uh, you know, you got Gen- Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Deuteronomy. You know these these first these first five books here. Oh. Uh, Genesis, of course, total. All this is just history. It, it's, you know, when when you begin to take what somebody else says about these books and don't check it out for yourself, that's where the trouble comes in. Matter of fact, I heard some guys talking. They, 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 they're supposed to be theologians, and I know, okay, that that's their job. That's their whatever. Well, that still doesn't mean what they're saying is true. They'll say the Book of Job is poetic. It's history. It's not poetic. But see, just because it's poetic, what does that do for a young teenage man like me or whatever? I don't want to read poetry. What do I want poetry for? I don't have a girlfriend. What do I need poetry? You know, whatever. You, you think, well, I need roses or red, violets or blue. I'll focus on that when I'm dating somebody or whatever. So it's like, what do I need poetry for? Yeah, really. A lot of things in literature. So they claim a lot of this stuff. They'll say it's just, it's total history. Matter of fact, in the book of Job, it's just interesting because uh, uh, I was looking at the part in there about Job talking about Leviathan and Behemoth, which, you know, those are dinosaurs. One's a water dinosaur. One, it, it, you look at the descriptions that God gave. And, the, and the, anyway, he was talking with, the, with Job in uh, Job uh, 40 and 41 about both those creatures which he made. He said, I made them when I made you. So those dinosaurs were made day six. Okay. Anyway, but anyway. The point is, why would God, in uh, if if it weren't these huge creatures, if they weren't uh, real, then why it didn't make sense to talk to Job, the Lord speaking? Where were you when I created this? And where were you? Well, why'd you make up something, God? He God didn't make it up. But anyway, so this is total history. So your Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy is is total history too. I like to think of the E in Exodus not only for exiting somewhere, but Egypt. They were in Egypt and they got out. And where were they going? To the promised land. They built that tabernacle in the very latter parts of, well, actually from Genesis, I mean, excuse me, Exodus of uh, 18, 19 forward. They were at Mount Sinai. The Ten Commandments were given. And then they had the total sanctuary, whatever you call it. The tabernacle was built. Portable. Remember that? It's all made out of tent stuff. Pick it up and carry it. Okay. Leviticus starts out. He says, now that the, look at this, Leviticus chapter 1, look at verse 1. See if we can help him out here. <laughs> now the Lord spoke to Moses from the tabernacle. Let's back up and get the last verse of Exodus, the very last verse. Look at that. The crowd rested upon the tabernacle during the daytime, and at night there was a fire in the cloud so that the people of Israel could see. This continued throughout all their journeys. In other words, fire by night and cloud by day. Okay. Uh, all right, well, in that last verse, give me one verse there. I see it right there. It says, finish the work. Uh, yeah, look at verse 33. This is Exodus 40, 33. Then he erected the enclosure surrounding the tent and the altar and set up the curtain door at the entrance of the clo- enclosure. So at last, Moses finished the work. Okay, that's when the cloud came down. So here we go. Look at this. Boom. Now the Lord spoke to him from the tabernacle. Okay, gave him some instructions. Makes sense. This is, okay, if you have a sacrifice, da-da-da-da, do this, 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 this. All right, so you get all these instructions. And they're absolutely great instructions. Man, good grief. Okay, 
than about all these feasts that they want them to do. And if you see a chapter, uh, uh, Exodus 26, we're almost done with this, but look at this. Don't have any idols. If you do, it's going to ruin you. Okay. All right, here we go. All right, so there we go. Boom. Here we are at Numbers. Now, Numbers is they pick up everything and they're on the way to the promised land. Okay. Been a year and a half, but a year and a half to get prepared to uh, understand the Lord is the Lord. It was just not. See, the whole story is just so easy to see how believable it is. You know, it wasn't like, well, we just walked out of Pharaoh. We had to use boats. There was no such thing as splitting the sea. We just made that up. How's a slave going to get away from Pharaoh? Oh, God completely destroyed Pharaoh and his army. All right, anyway, so in the book of Numbers, they're on the way to the promised land. Of course, you know what happened. Remember, you get over here. What is it? Chapter 12. Uh, Chapter 12, it was actually 13 is where it is. Here we go. Send spies into the land. So they did. They were at the doorstep. They went in there and these spies came back and said, yeah, it's a land flowing with milk and honey. But uh uh-oh, they started saying, we can't take it because they're giants. Remember that? We arrived in the land, verse 27 of chapter 13. And it is indeed a magnificent country. Oh, now we got to help God out here. You know, our first problem we ever see in our life, we don't need Jesus anymore. We don't need Jesus because he's not real. Jesus is out of his mind. I got to have some help. But the people living there are powerful and the cities are fortified. Can you not think that they have lost their mind? They completely forgot. And it ain't been but a year and a half. Israel was, I mean, Israel, Egypt was totally destroyed. Look how they go on. The cities are fortified, very large. What's more? Now, remember what uh, uh, Rahab the harlot said when they went to her house finally 40 years later. Everybody's terrified of y'all. Everybody else is scared of you. Remember the demons when they came to Jesus? Uh, Are you here to torment us before the time? (laughs) They knew they were in trouble. Man. Anyway, the the, the the Amalekites live in the south. And then there's Hittites, Jebusites. Oh, like Jesus didn't tell you. But he already told you they're going to be your slaves. Look at this, Caleb. Who's that guy? Well, it's Caleb and Joshua. They reassured the people as they stood before Moses. Let's go up at once and possess it. We're well able. Oh, how do you know? God already promised. And then they said, and the next guy says, not against people as strong as they are, the other spies said. You know, these other spies all lost their lives. Ten of them them died instantly. Anyway, the majority of the spies, the report was negative. Look at that. The land's full of warriors. Their people are powerfully built. And we saw some of the, oh, you're not going to believe it, the giants. No such thing as giants. Oh, please, Google that and find out how many bones we have of some huge people. We felt like grasshoppers. Well, you know what happened. This really ticked the Lord off. You can imagine. Look, they're all weeping. <laughs> Their voices rose in a great chorus, chapter 14, against Moses and Aaron. Look at that phrase. We wish we had died in Egypt. Now, remember who's listening to this. The Lord always hears us. Oh, my goodness. They were saying, well, if Je- Jehovah will kill us there and our wives and our little ones will become slaves. Oh, good grief. Let us get out of here and go to Egypt. The idea swept through the camp. The reason I want to say this is because when they're fixing to have to walk, they're fixing to be, you know, they're going to have to wander for 40 years. Well, God was mean to them. <laughs> mean to them. Notice what Moses and Aaron did. They fell down faceward to the ground in front of the people. The two spies, Joshua and son of Nun and Caleb, they ripped their clothing and said to all the people, it's a wonderful country. 
And look at that, look at that. And the Lord loves us. Golly, well, Jesus doesn't love me. Oh, my goodness. He will bring us into the, look at that, safely into the land and give it to us. It's fertile, a land flowing with milk and honey. Don't rebel against the Lord. And don't fear the people. Wow, look at that. They're bred for us. The Lord is with us. No, they wouldn't listen, did they? Look at that. He said, uh, the Lord's with us and he has removed his protection from the other guys. Eh, they only said, oh, we're not going to know. Oh, terrible. Anyway, let's speed ahead and see what the Lord says. Okay, as you can see down here. Finally, the Lord said, okay, when Moses, <laughs> the Lord actually said, I'll just wipe them all out. Let's just start over. The Lord said, no, I'll pardon them. But I vow by my own name. Boy, this is a New Testament scripture. And it's the same thing in the book of Hebrews. God swore with an oath that they won't get in. And matter of fact, guess who doesn't get in? That's what we're going to look, look at this morning. Moses didn't get in. He didn't make it. He swore with an oath they're not going to get in. So it is true that not one of the men who has seen my glory and the miracles I did both in Egypt. Well, wait, Lord, you didn't do that. That's just fairy tales. The whole book is shot if this didn't happen. It did happen. They're not even going to see the land I promised to these people's ancestors. But my, look, at, look at that. And remember, we read this a few Sundays ago. My servant Caleb's a different guy. He's obeyed me fully. I'll bring him in there. All right, anyway. Uh, but now since the people of Israel are afraid of the Amalekites and the Canaanites living in the land, the valley tomorrow, you must turn back and go toward the Red Sea. The Lord said to Moses, how long will this wicked nation complain against me? Anyway, uh, this is where we get, look at this. You will all die in the wilderness. Not a single one of you, 20 years older, who has complained against me shall enter the promised land. Only Caleb and Joshua, they're going to get in there. And, it, and notice he says, you said your children would become slaves of the people in the land. Well, instead, I will bring them safely into the land and they shall inherit what you despise. But as for you, your dead bodies are going to fall in the wilderness. And you must wander, look at this, you must wander in the desert like no man's for 40 years. That's where that came from. Since the spies were in the land 40 days, you're going to wander for 40 years. Oh, God's so mean. <laughs> Who was mean was the Israelites. Crazy. All right, now let's jump ahead. So now we know when you get to the book of, uh, uh, actually, the numbers is the, this whole that whole section from there forward, chapters 14 all the way to the end of Numbers, was what took place in those 40 years. Well, toward the end of that, they made a turn back toward the Holy Land. It had been about 40 years, and boy, they wiped out uh, the uh, guys right there at the doorstep to the Promised Land. King Og and Sion, whatever, whatever his name was. Uh, okay, and remember that this book records an address to the people of Israel. I mean, there. so here we go. We're going to go right to... The last things that uh, Moses said here. All right, he's going to pass away. All right, here we go. Uh, okay, in Moses chapter 31, uh, notice he says, I'm 120 years old. I'm not able to lead you anymore. Uh, but the Lord himself will lead you and destroy all the lands. Get, anyway, Joshua's your leader. Okay, now, uh, he actually has been telling them that I'm warning you, you know, when you get in that land, you're going to start worshiping other gods. And he's telling them, don't do that. But he knows they are. Right here, verse 15, this is chapter 31. The Lord appeared in a cloud. And he appeared to them in a great cloud at the tabernacle entrance. And he said to Moses, you shall die and join your ancestors. After you are gone, these people will begin worshiping foreign gods in the promised land. Now, I, I want to hold up just a minute here. We're all getting older. 
A lot of times we worry about death. You know, listen. God told Moses, if you don't, don't worry about dying. The Lord's going to tell you, calm down. Today might be my last day. Man, no. The Lord, uh, remember this is Moses, but it's you. Okay. Don't worry about that. God's going to take care of you, you know. Anyway, but he's, this is what he says about the Israelites. They're going to forget me and break the contract I made with them. And my anger is going to flame out against them. And I, they're not even in the promised land. And look what he's saying. That's because in the next few books, Joshua and Judges, it happened. It didn't come back again until King David. Okay? Anyway, terrible trouble is going to come upon them. God's no longer among them. Well, it's because they wanted a God of wood. I'll turn away from them because of the, look at that, sins and worshiping other gods. No, it's this, it's that, it's whatever. No, it's not. It had nothing to do with it. Now, he says, remember, this is where we got last week. Write down the words of this song and teach it to the people, okay? So there's going to be this song here. Okay, now we're going to speed ahead to get to that song. He wrote down the song. Let's see, he finished it. Oh, and he also wrote down another copy of the laws. Good grief. Well, they didn't have no Xerox machines and stuff. He had to copy that stuff. Here we go. All right, so here we go. Last verse. So Moses recited this entire song to the assembly of Israel. There's another piece right there. No, there's not. Okay, here we go. So chapter 32. Look at this song. It's almost like Amazing Grace. I mean, if we quit singing our songs about Jesus, how quick is it going to fall apart? Pretty fast. Listen, O heavens and earth. Listen to what I say. My words shall fall upon you like gentle rain and dew. The rain, I mean, like rain, no, let's see, uh, upon the tender grass, like showers on the hillside. I will proclaim the greatness of the Lord, how glorious he is. Now, he's just going to recap. This is not anything new. They've seen him do all this. He is the rock. His work is perfect. Everything he does is just and fair. He's faithful without sin. But Israel has become corrupt, smeared with sin. They're no longer his. They are a stubborn, twisted generation. Remember, this is a song. I tell you, when they lost it all, they remembered this stuff. Is this the way you treat Jehovah, oh foolish people? Is not God your father? Has he not created you? Has he not established you and made you strong? Remember the days of old? Do you see how the relationship, it's not God up there going, well, I want to see what you do for me, you know. God had been doing everything for them. They're the ones that turned their backs. Old foolish people. All right, here we go. Uh, he is, has he not established you and made you strong? Remember the days long ago? Ask your father and the older men, the aged men. They'll tell you about it. When God divided up the world against the nations, he gave each of them a supervising angel. <laughs> Where'd that come from? Whoa. He appointed none for Israel, for Israel was God's own personal possession. Wow. God protected them. Look at this. In the howling wilderness, that's what he did. Look at that. As though they were the apple of his eye. See, now remember the takeaways we get from this. We're not running from the Lord. This is what he does for you and I. Protection, protection, protection. He spreads his wings over them, even as an eagle overspreads her young. She carries them upon her wings as the Lord, his people. Wow. When the Lord alone was leading them, they lived without foreign gods. God gave them fertile hilltops, rolling fertile fields, honey from the rock, and olive from the stony ground. He gave them the milk and meat, choice Bashan rams and goats, the finest wheat. Look at that. Praise the Lord. Now, this is all ours. They drank sparkling wine. But Israel was soon overfed. Yes, fat and bloated, then in their plenty. Instead of thinking about Jesus paid it all, they're going, hey, look what a great guy I am. Nebuchadnezzar did this too. But he did what? He repented. He turned back and said, hey, wait, everything I got came from you, Lord. Right. They shrugged away from the rock of their salvation. Notice what they call it. 
rock. And this is not about heaven. Heaven just takes place later. Israel began to follow foreign... Man, what are you trusting today? He was jealous of his people. Now remember, that's, thou shalt have no other gods before me. It's not like something, well, it's okay, you know. No, they sacrificed to heathen gods, to new gods never worshipped before. Wow, before worship. A lot of this was human sacrifice too. The way some people talk about today, with car wrecks and it's God's will and all that, we think God's into human sacrifice. Well, I, I lost my little kid and you know, I just believe it's because of the way I was living. Listen, Jesus paid it all. He paid it all. Your animals or whatever that get passed away, that die. Don't, don't, you couldn't, you, all the people in the world couldn't have died and made us go to heaven. Only one, that was Jesus. Anyway, uh, they spurned the rock who had made them, forgetting it was God who had given them birth. Well, that was evolution. It was <laughs> God. God saw what they were doing and detested them. Whoa, his sons and daughters were insulting him. Yeah, and he said, well, why not? I'll abandon them. See what happens to them. They're stubborn and faithless generation. Remember, this is a song. And they actually used it, and they got their self together later. They've made me very jealous of their idols, which are not gods at all. And now I turn and make them jealous by, look at this. I give my affections to like what? The Queen of Sheba? Other nations knew about God. Praise God. To the foolish Gentile nations of the world. For my anger has kindled a fire that burns to the depths of the underworld, consuming the earth and all its crops and setting its mountains on fire. Okay. I mean, see right off the bat, you don't qualify for any of this stuff. You, you love the Lord. Anyway, I'll heap evils upon them and shoot them down with my arrows. I'll waste them with hunger, burning fever, fatal disease. Yeah, but I'm not doing that. Well, then quit believing in a fatal disease sent from God to you. Cancer's not sent to you. I'll devour them. I'll set wild beasts upon them to rip them apart with their teeth and deadly serpents crawling in the dust. Outside the enemy's sword, inside the plague, shall terrorize young men and girls alike. Man, what did they do to tick him off? We just read. They didn't want him. They wanted other gods. They were throwing these cute little babies to the fire. The baby nursing at the breast, the older men. I decided to scatter them to distant lands so that the memory of them would disappear. Look at this. But then I thought... My enemies will boast Israel is destroyed by our own might. It was uh, not the Lord, excuse me, it was not the Lord who did it. Israel is a stupid nation, <laughs> foolish with, uh, without understanding. Oh, that they were wise. Oh, that they could understand. Oh, that they would know what they were getting into. How could a single enemy, look at that, look at that. See, that's if you're serving the Lord. I mean, we are. It's not a, well, I had a bad week last week because I lost my temper with a police officer and, and I gave him a finger or whatever. <laughs> Is Jesus still your Lord? We make mistakes. But the big mistake here was I don't need Jesus anymore. So that's not us. We, 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 we almost plead we can have problems. I got to figure out what I did wrong. Man, in the world you'll have tribulation. Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But you need to realize that this is the record. How could one single enemy chase a thousand of them? Because that's not possible. Remember, one of us shall put a thousand to flight. There it is. And two shall put ten thousand to flight. Unless their rock had abandoned them. Unless the Lord had destroyed them. But the rock uh, of the other nations is not like our rock. Prayers to, look at that. Prayers to their God are valueless. They acted like men of Sodom and Gomorrah. Ew. Their deeds were bitter and poison. They drunk the wine of serpent venom. 
But Israel's my special people, sealed as jewels with my, within my treasury. Vengeance is mine. I decree the punishment uh, of all her enemies. Their doom is sealed. The Lord will see his people righted and will have compassion on them when they slip. He will watch their power ebb away, both slaves and free. And God will ask, where are their gods? Their rocks they claim to be for their refuge. Where are these gods now? Uh, to whom they sacrifice the fat wine and let these gods arise. Let them, see, they, don't you know that I alone am God? I kill, I make alive, I wound, and I heal. No one delivers, no one delivers from my power. I raise my hand to heaven and vow by my existence that I will, uh, yeah, I will wet the lightning of my sword and hurl my punishments upon the enemy. My arrows shall be drunk with blood. My sword devours the flesh and blood of all slain and captivities. The heads of the enemy are gory with blood. So, wow, where are we going with this? Notice what he says. Praise his people, uh, O, o Gentile nations, for he will avenge his people, taking vengeance on his enemies, purifying his land and his people. All right, that's the end of that. When Moses and Joshua had recited all the words of this song, Moses made these comments. Meditate upon the laws I've given you today and pass them on to your children. These laws are not mere words. They are your life. Through obeying them, you'll live long. Look at this. Plenteous lives in the land you're going to possess across the Jordan. I, I, you know, it's just so valuable. I don't know when you read your Bible or whatever or throughout the day, whatever. But, I mean, just, just the fact that you take time and read your Bible, drink coffee or whatever, whatever you're doing. Just take the time to do what he just said right there. Look at this. Live long. Plenteous lives. All right, anyway, that same day the Lord said to Moses, here we go, Moses fixing to pass away. Go to Mount Nebo in the Arabian mountains in the land of Moab across from Jericho. Climb to its heights and look out across the land of Canaan that I am giving, Canaan, that I'm giving to the people of Israel. After you see that land, you must die and join your ancestors just as Aaron and your brother died at Mount Horeb uh, and join them. See, earlier in this chapter, oh, actually the end of... Uh, of uh, numbers. Aaron passed away. Anyway, uh, okay, so verse 51. But it, notice he talks about Moses here. For you dishonored me among the people of Israel at the springs of Meribah Kadesh in the wilderness of Zin. What did he do? Well, God told him to do something. Moses, he'd had it out with the people of Israel. Remember the story? They were whining again. We want to go to Egypt because he didn't have any water. And God said, Take your rod. And uh, no, actually, he just said, speak to that rock and the water will come out. Moses lost his cool and he went over there. <laughs> he hit it three times. <laughs> he wasn't supposed to hit it. The Lord said, speak to it. Moses got ticked off. Anyway, it wasn't a bad deal. If you think about it. <sighs> Matthew chapter 17. Jesus is here. Who's right here too. Remember, Moses hadn't got to go to the promised land. He's fixing to see it, we're going to see. But anyway, when Moses goes up this, I mean, when Jesus goes up this mountain, he takes Peter, James, and John. And all of a sudden, Jesus starts glowing. He's looking like the sun. And guess who showed up? Elijah and Moses. They were with Jesus talking. Well, when you're dead, you're dead. No, you're not. Not us, praise the Lord. We live on. Glory to God. We're with the Lord. Okay. So anyway, so he says, go up on the mountain, climb to its height. Okay. After you see the land, you got to die. Just like Aaron, your brother died in Mount Horeb and joined them. For you, uh, oh, let's see. Yeah. Did you see the phrase, join your ancestors? He didn't say join the dead. He said, join your ancestors. I mean, I tell you what, the devil loves to scare us about death. 
Jesus calls death the last enemy. Now, he's paralyzed it. Even for Christians, it's paralyzed. Absent from the body, present with the Lord. We're fine. All because of this. Anyway, he said, because you dishonor me among the people of Israel at the springs of, Mer- of Meribah Kadesh in the wilderness of Zen. Now, it wasn't like, well, I'm mad at you. He's not mad. He just, Moses, in the previous book, Moses pled with him and says, hey, can I, can I please go in the promised land? I mean, they had a relationship. Remember what kind of relationship they had? The Bible says they were face to face. Okay. Anyway, you'll see it out before, you will see spread out before you the land I'm giving the, the, the people of Israel, but you will not enter it. But that's not bad news. Watch this. Keep going. Remember, this is all one thought. Here we go. The last few verses of Deuteronomy. This is it. This is the blessing the, the Moses, uh, the man of God, gave the people of Israel before his death. Now, now, I want you to see how strong this blessing is. And remember, it's not an up and down Christian life. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That's why we're... Use prayer when you see some things come short in your life. The Lord came to us at Mount Sinai. Yeah, that was Ten Commandments. Remember that place was on fire. The mountain was on fire. And dawned upon us at Mount Seir. He shone from Mount Paran, surrounded by, look at that, 10,000 holy angels. Well, I didn't get that part. Well, Moses put it in there. It was there. And with flaming fire at his right hand. Look at that. How he loves his people. Yes, Jesus loves me. you got to focus on that. His holy ones are in his hands. They followed in your steps, O Lord. They have received their directions from you. The laws I have given are your precious possession. The Lord became king in Jerusalem, elected by a convocation of the leaders of the tribes. Okay? Let Look, here's, now there's 12 tribes. Let Reuben live forever. Now, wait a minute. Reuben messed around with his dad's mom. Matter of fact, his dad didn't appreciate that. <laughs> Jacob, matter of fact, when Jacob gave his blessing, he said, may you be a loser. <laughs> may all your stuff go to Levi or something like that. Well, that's bygones, bygones. Look at this. Reuben lived forever. May his tribe increase. Well, that's unless he gets COVID or unless he, you know, some of the women folk have problems getting married and whatever with kids. Oh, baloney! Tribe increase. Look at that. Moses said to Judah, O Lord, hear the cry of Judah. Unite him with Israel. Fight for him against his enemies. Praise God. Here's Levi. Then to Moses said concerning the tribe of Levi, give to, give to godly Levi your Urim and your Thummim. That's basically some dice thing they use. You tested Levi at, Manas- at Massa and Meribah. He obeyed your instructions and destroyed many sinners, even his own children and brothers, fathers and mothers. Fairy tales. No. That was when they made that stupid cow and they all took the clothes off and they were worshiping the stupid cow while Moses was gone for 40 days upon that mountain. And Moses came down there and broke the Ten Commandments and said, what are y'all doing? And some of them said, well, we just don't care if we do it or not. Well, who cares about you? Aaron's sons pulled out their swords. And they took care of the ones that said, we don't want anything to do with the Lord anymore. Wow. That's why it says, even his own children, brothers, fathers, and mothers. It says, man, they, they, in other words, they said, hey, we're going we're gonna... to... <laughs> anyway, the Levites shall teach God's laws to Israel and shall work before you at the incense altar, at the altar of burnt offering. Oh, look at that. Oh, Lord, prosper the Levites and accept their work they do for you. Crush those who are their enemies. Don't let them rise again. 
That's the reason preachers all over the place, even though some are a little goofy, you know, praise the Lord, they get blessed. But anyway, notice this. Well, we need to keep the preacher poor. I ain't never been poor. Financially, I was on the poverty level one time. I come right out of college and had a college degree. I was working in a small church in Aniana, Alabama. But what was going on behind the scenes was I was flying in a small aircraft, twin-engine aircraft. We were get, I was getting to hear all the major preachers all over the country. I went to Gatlinburg, flew. I was living like a life of luxury, praise the Lord. Anyway, concerning the tribe of Benjamin, Moses wrote, He's beloved of God. He lives in safety beside him. Man, I'm so scared at night. What are you scared of? Praise the Lord. Look at that. He surrounds him with loving care and preserves him from every harm. Oh, my gosh. I just thought there was Psalm 91. No, read your Bible all over the place. All over the place. Concerning the tribe of Joseph. Now, that's kind of funny. Remember, Joseph, he was head of Egypt. His brothers sold him. And Joseph's got two sons, Ephraim and Manasseh. So it says, concerning the tribe of Joseph, he said, May his land be blessed by God with the choicest gift of heaven and with the earth that lies below. May he be blessed with the best of what the sun grows. I can't grow a darn thing in my garden. I get a plant, put it in my house, and it dies. Once you read the Bible, everything you touch, it turns to gold. Anyway, may he be blessed with the best of what the sun grows, growing richly month by month with the finest <laughs> mountain crops of the everlasting hills. If you think about everybody in this room, if you think about what's happened to you in the last 30 days, you'd have to turn around and go, you know, <laughs> that stuff is happening to me. Don't focus on the one bad thing. If you want to focus on the one bad thing, say, Lord, I need help in this area right here. Help me. Okay. Anyway, may he be blessed with the best, best gifts of the earth in its fullness and with the favor of God who appeared in the burning bush. Mean that happened? See how the Bible, you're going to have a hard time if you believe everything's not true. Let all these blessings come upon Joseph, the prince among his brothers. Why did he say that? Because he wound up being head of Pharaoh. I mean, whatever, head of uh, Egypt down there. He's a young bull in strength and splendor with the strong horns of an ox to push against the nations everywhere. This is my blessing on the multitudes of Ephraim. That's his two sons and the thousands of Manasseh. Ephraim, Manasseh. Now, here's another child, the tribe of Zebulun. Moses said, rejoice, O Zebulun. You're going to be, well, let's just make up something. You're going to be doomed and you're going to get cancer and you're going to have, what? There's no way. And Issachar, uh, these are two different brothers. You lovers of your tents, they shall summon the people to celebrate their sacrifices with them. They shall taste the riches of the sea and the treasures of the sand. Now I want to get to the good part where the poverty is. There is no poverty. <laughs> they didn't have poverty until they gave up the Lord. Concerning the tribe of Gad, Moses said, Blessings on those who help Gad. He crouches as a lion with savage arm and face and head. He chose the best of the land for himself because he is, he is reserved for a leader. He led the people because he carried out God's penalties for Israel. Of the tribe of Dan, Moses said, Dan's like a lion cub leaping out from Bashan, tribe of Naphtali. Moses said, Oh, Naphtali, you are satisfied with all the blessings of the Lord. You know, the book of Ephesians chapter 1 says, We are blessed with every spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. Yeah, it's either, it's like that little thing Dustin gave us for a mat. A blessed coming in, blessed going out. The Mediterranean coast and the Najeb are your home. Of the tribe of Asher. Remember, there's only 12, so we're about done with this. Okay, here we go. Asher is a favorite son. 
esteemed above his brothers. He bathes his feet in oil. May you be protected with strong bolts of iron and bronze. Now look at that next phrase. I want this in Sunday school. And may your strength. Ah, it's just going to get terrible when you get older. May your strength match the length of your days. Praise God. There's none like the God of Jerusalem. He descends from heaven in his majesty and splendor. To what? Show off? No, to help you. Is it no wonder that God got so ticked off with the Israelites? Well, we, we, we really would rather have another God. And they're all liars, the other gods. They're dead. How can a stone help you? Okay, the eternal God is your refuge. And I like to say don't call him a refuge if he's not. He is. And underneath, and here's that song, leaning on the everlasting arms. And underneath are the everlasting arms. He thrusts out your enemies before you. It is he who cries, destroy them. So Israel, look at that, dwells safely. Man, I know I've gotten the heebie-jeebies before. Being someplace, I, you know, it's kind of scary. And, you know, and I'm, I'm just so glad. The first thing I think of is, praise God, Jesus, you got to get me out of here. Help me. Prospering in the land of corn and wine, while the gentle rain descends from heaven. What blessings are yours? There's a wrap-up. All Israel. Who else has been saved by the Lord? Look at that. He is your shield and helper. He is your excellent sword. Yeah. Hallelujah. Your enemies shall bow low and you'll trample on their backs. Here we go. It's real quick. This is only, I, don't, I think it's only six verses. Then Moses climbed up the Moab, the plains, uh, from the plains of Moab, to Pisgah Peak on Mount Nebo across from Jericho so he could see it. The Lord pointed out to him the promised land as they gazed out across Gilead as far as Dan. Do you see they? You know, the Bible says that the Lord's who buried Moses. Anyway, he was saying, it's like Rock City. See seven states, okay? There's Naphtali. There's North Carolina. There's, uh, there's whatever. There's South Carolina. There's Kentucky. There's Alabama. There's Georgia. Anyway, there's Naphtali. There's Ephraim. There's Manasseh. Across there, Judah extending to the Mediterranean Sea. There's Nagab. There's Jordan Valley, Jericho, the city of palm trees, and Zor. The Lord told him. Yeah, the Lord's not your friend, is he? Yeah, he is too. It's the promised land, the Lord told Moses. I promised Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob I would give it to their descendants. Now you have seen it, but you're not going to go in. <laughs> so Moses, the disciple of the Lord, died in the land of Moab, as the Lord had said. The Lord buried him in the valley near Beth Peor in Moab, but no one knows the exact spot. Look at that. It said the Lord buried him. Wow. Look at that verse. Moses was 120 when he died. Yet his eyesight was perfect, and he was as strong as a young man. Well, he was just such a holy guy. Well, if he's so holy, how come he didn't go into the promised land? He had problems just like you and I do. And look what he wound up doing. Strong, didn't lose his vision. Anyway, the people of Israel mourned for him for 30 days. Look at the time frame. It's not like, well, this is a myth, a fable. We got these time frames then it says, Joshua, the son of Nun, was full of wisdom, for Moses had laid his hands on him. So the people of Israel obeyed him and followed the commandments the Lord had given to Moses. There was never been another prophet like Moses, for the Lord talked to him face to face. And at God's command, he performed amazing miracles that have never been equaled. 
Watch how it goes. Joshua. After the death of Moses, Joshua. Father, we just thank you for your word today. We thank you that you took care of Moses. You took care of your people. You told us you'd take care of us. We thank you if, if, that if you be Christ, you're Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. All these promises. Why do, I read, why do we read those things this morning, Lord, if they're not for us? So, Lord, we, we accept all those great promises. They're ours. Hallelujah. You'll take care of us. So, Lord, if we're not feeling good, you'll take care of that. I noticed that you said about healing. You're the one that heals. So keep us well, Lord. Same thing's true financially. You said you'd prosper them. You'll prosper us. If we're hurting financially, fix that, Lord. And if it's some other problem, great or small, giants in the land, whatever it is, we're not going to turn our backs on you. We look to you to get us out of trouble. Fix whatever's wrong in our lives. Help us, Lord. And that didn't leave anything left but for us to keep records and tell others what great things you've done for us and tell everybody about what you've done. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah.